Hello and welcome to the new season of Your Voice Matters podcast. The topic of this fifth season is Voice Your Value. If you want a leader, a business owner, an expert or an entrepreneur, this season is for you. We are going to cover the importance of voicing your value in different contexts, such as in-person events, online meetings, presentations, social media, job interviews, networking, and even negotiations. I'm going to interview different entrepreneurs, experts, and coaches to give you new perspectives and insights on how to communicate with more clarity, confidence, credibility, both in your professional and personal life. I hope you enjoy the podcast and stay tuned for new ways to truly voice your value. Hello and welcome to this podcast. Today we are about to dig into the podcast industry and how to voice your value using podcasts. Today my guest is Anna Xavier, in English, ex-savior. She's a podcast expert, consultant and educator on the online space. Anna did her first podcast back in 2008 while studying in her, in her bachelor's degree, Science of Communication and Journalism. She's learned how to... She learned how to podcast in Portugal, in the UK, and now in the US. So she has a wide view of what a successful podcast looks like in different parts of the world. Anna launched the podcast space in 2020 to support podcasters while looking to improve and grow their communities. Since then, she helped hundreds of podcasters to grow their show through ethical and practical advice. Welcome, Anna, to this podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. It's the first time that I interview in a podcast an expert in podcasts. <laughs> Yay! I I feel very honored. Thank you for having me, Nis. I, I hope I represent the podcast industry well. <laughs> I, I, I believe so. I believe so. So I'm really interested in about this because podcast is something that has been growing as an industry. So it's uh, something that we heard or here all the time, but I know that you have a journalism uh, background, but in a nutshell, please, you know, share a little bit about you and how did you came up with this, uh, working in this industry of podcast? Well, yeah, that's, that's actually something that I get asked all the time. And I'm like, well, it's actually not that different from journalism. So, um, when I was studying, we had, well, we didn't really have what like most universities do have in Porto. We didn't have like, quote unquote, like a, a live radio. So we had to produce podcasts to produce shows and then upload them to a system and put them online, write show notes, write titles. So in fact, we were actually doing podcasts already back in 2008. And um, I honestly like the the way that podcasts kind of like are today are not necessarily like that different in a way, but at the same time, it's just, just more accessible. So I started doing, you know, kind of like journalistic pieces or documentaries, and then it transitioned into doing that as like almost like a hobby. So um, after working in radio, I moved to London because I was like, it's the land of the BBC. I want to work in the land of the BBC, obviously. And I came across this thing called online radio, community radio. And what that is, is just a radio station who has like a facility in an area, they are given a license to operate within that community. So like smaller range and you broadcast through the internet. So we produce content for that specific 
kind of like area of London, which was East London. And I got to meet really cool people. I actually ended up working with people who ended up working for the BBC. So I was like, well, I guess that kind of compares. Um, and your dream came true. Kind of. Yes, in a way. <laughs> exactly. But um, yeah, so we did that. And because London is London and everybody wants to do the same thing that I wanted, it was really hard to actually get internships. So everything that I've done, it was just incredible. But I don't think I would have been able to do it in Portugal. And we worked with like a museum and we created uh, audio files for an exhibition. We worked with a local council and we got um, a lot of really cool interviews that then the council used to promote um, these initiatives or kind of get a pulse on the local population. So I ended up having really cool uh, kind of um, experiences that I wouldn't have had if I was kind of like working for a regular radio station. So I love that. Um, and it was indeed in podcast format. For the people who are OG and think about like SoundCloud, we were uploading to SoundCloud. Now today I'm like, <laughs> do not upload to SoundCloud at all. <laughs> um, and so I also worked for a digital, uh, like a digital officer position in a uh, nonprofit. And that actually was, I wasn't doing podcasts at all, but I understood how communication can be done on a very limited budget and how it all intertwines when you have, you know, multiple purposes for a podcast uh, later in life. I realized I was like, oh, like small business owners need to repurpose their content across multiple kind of areas within their business. So I was like, oh, I actually gathered that skill set when I was working in these nonprofit because I learned about social media, I learned about marketing and how it all connects. So I was like, everything in my journey actually taught me how to do this. Moving to the US was everything kind of coming together because I started working um, in a PR firm in a digital broadcasting department. So it was like a, a podcast department that had like live streaming, to YouTube, like Facebook, all the places, but also we did pre-recorded content. And so that's actually when about 2018, I reckon. And so that's when I realized like, oh, okay, like there's all of these things that are happening. The podcast industry is going really fast right now. And then in 2020, I decided to launch my company because I wanted to go back to that like mission-driven uh, purpose, like really supporting small business owners, supporting people who were working toward the betterment of their communities and kind of like connects all of my skill set um, in one. And I got to say, I love being an educator because I think that we live in a time where it doesn't matter what your background is. If you are passionate and knowledgeable about something, you can have a community and a voice in the online world. Yeah, definitely. And you said something that turning this knowledge accessible because you have you know you have the radio before and all your certain people have access to the radio and so suddenly having a the a platform uh, or having a podcast everyone can be um, a content creator everyone can share you know knowledge in a certain area and it's it's almost it's free almost free i would say yeah. to share this knowledge and you 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 said that you have you know kind of podcasts back in 2008 it's already uh, a, like a kind of a format of podcast. But when, like, tell me a little bit about this, this the growth of, of this industry, because I remember that back in the beginning of the pandemics, like it really exploded, you know, the people were at home and, you know, listening to podcasts because it's a way to feel connected to the world in somehow. But tell me a little bit about how the industry evolved during this past, you know, I don't know, decade or where, and to get where we are now. We are today. Basically. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, um, well, I, I got to say that it looked very different from, you know, in Portugal and in the U.S. and the U.K. So this, you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt because it evolved differently in different countries. And so I would say it was pretty exclusive to people who were either in the media or who were nerds into the audio space and who are like, I will figure it out. I will build myself a studio. I will learn how to edit because again, YouTube wasn't like that accessible either. So like not that many people were doing content on how do you start a podcast? So you wouldn't end up having access to be able to start your show unless you're really, really passionate about it. And so I think that during the pandemic, like that's when the shift was from, hey, people who really love this industry as like kind of a side gig who've been doing it for years because that's the thing people who were doing podcasts were really passionate about that medium and had done it for years like I know people who started podcasting in like 2012 2010 2006 and obviously uh Apple podcasts like the word podcast is the word um oh god I forgot hang on we may have to edit this iPod and broadcast. There you okay. Go. So, nah, never mind, editor. We can use this. Yeah, let's, let's keep it. It didn't take it that long for me to remember. I hate when sometimes this happens. I'm like, I promise I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, no worries. Let's keep it organic. Yes. Um, yes. So, so uh, yeah, and you were saying that uh, you, you have you, you met people that had a podcast since, you know, they're really passionate about this. They were having a podcast since, you know, 2012, 2008. And, and what then, you know, what happened in, in recently? So, yeah, it was yeah. not only for nerds. I mean, I don't consider myself a nerd. Well, maybe I am. Well, but uh, yeah. Well, so yeah, so there was that transition from the pandemic where like there was already and I remember back in 2018. So even before the pandemic, it was really starting to accelerate because I remember when we were working and setting up the podcast studios and kind of like had like GoPro cameras and we were like, eh, OK, this doesn't look amazing. It looks like kind of like and especially in in, um, in Portugal quote-unquote podcasts at some point were like the radio stations just making the content pre-recorded available for it to be played later really or across the world right so maybe they remove the ads maybe they remove the music but that was it and so in 2008 people started realizing that it was kind of like almost like a hybrid of podcasting video broadcast video podcasting and by the way to everyone I just I want you to drop the word um podcast show like no we don't do that here uh, it's either a video podcast or a podcast or an audio podcast or a show right okay. and so at that point people migrated those like those shows they were doing on YouTube and everyone was like adding the word show at the end of their kind of content because it was like cool and and so people started realizing that they wanted to be portable right and and when you're doing your chores when you're going around the house we were just talking about earlier how prior to the show how like that became something that like it feels like you're you're having like company around and they're like with you there like you're driving to work you're doing the chores you're walking and people realized that actually like the medium was kind of merging into like this hybrid of it could be video podcasting but it could also be a live stream that you then turn into an episode that is available on audio platforms 
and and that's part of the cool thing happened that people realize like oh okay like i don't actually need to just just do the this one thing i can start in like point b and then go to a and then go to e and that's when a lot of people who were digital uh before they were like oh i want to experiment and so companies started realizing okay we need to make this more accessible and that's where when companies like anchor uh that then got bought by spotify um really started coming up with ways to simplify editing. So if you can, you don't need to learn how to edit, you can just go on the app and delete those like sections that you need or a tool like Descript that enables you to edit a transcript instead of an audio form, uh, an audio wave. Um, and so, so much has evolved in ways to provide people who are not incredibly skilled tools to make it happen so uh because i think let's let's just comment on that one of the things that at least when i started to think about having a podcast was all the things not the podcast itself the idea but the, all the backstage and you know editing and you know taking care of all the the technical details that prevented me to probably launch my podcast for i was like one year still indecisive and you know let's should i do it and i did you know after understanding that it's not such a trouble i could do it myself because there are tools available to do that now i have a i have an editor thank you <laughs> but uh but before i was doing it by myself but i see i've seen in the market uh several uh you know platform softwares to help us to you know have a podcast in a more accessible way especially because you don't have time or you are not full-time into, you know, producing whatever content is. Um, so I think that's really changed the game, you know, back maybe four years ago or three years ago. We have more and more and more tools still emerging in the market. Yeah, and, and again, let's let's be honest. I think people, because Zoom, I think Zoom played a big role. We're actually recording this episode on Zoom right now. And so just... The, the use of people, the, the fact that people were looking at camera as they were using these tools already help kind of break down the mental barrier of what a podcast could be like, wait, I can, I already see myself all the time. I hear myself in meetings. Actually, this is not as uncomfortable and as, as I thought it would be, right? Mm -hmm. And and so that was like such a huge change for most people and, and podcast um, platforms and the, the industry as a whole realized like, oh, hang on a minute. We don't need to have like a really fancy microphone. We don't need to have audio that sounds quote unquote perfect. By the way, that's like my pet peeve. Like the 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 concept of perfect just stops so many people from launching exactly. amazing content. Exactly. Like so yeah. Let, yeah, yeah. Let me ask you what do you think about what kind of people are tailors to have a podcast? Because I have I guess that many of our listeners here are thinking, Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Like I can consume a podcast, but should I start a podcast? Do I have the rights, you know, what it takes to have it? So what is the kind of right people nowadays that can have right. a podcast? Or is it too arrogant? Oh my gosh, I have a podcast. <laughs> well, it, it's it's certainly, it's funny that you're asking me that because because I work in the industry, I feel like everyone who just had a thought is like, oh, I should turn that into a podcast. It kind of like went to the extreme point. And um, I feel like there there's like a segment that like, a segmentation that we need to 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 make happen because you have and and this is my personal experience working with dozens and dozens and dozens of professionals right and hobbyists um 
you have the category, and I'm going to be probably a little, um, hmm. like, a lot of people may disagree with me, but this is my experience, and and I would love to, your your input as well, but you have men who are like, I should have a podcast. Why not? I have something to say. Let, let's go ahead. And then you have women who, for the majority, are like, I have something to say, but, like, I really don't know if I should. And they're stuck on these, like, imposter syndrome. And they're stuck on these, like, I really, I want to start, but I'm too afraid or I'm afraid of not doing it right. Because we think, as women, we are predisposed societally to just think about, like, if I'm not going to do it very, very well, I might as well not do it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's a lot of, like, limitations. I, I will tell you this. I've worked with zero men who told me, I'm not sure if I should start a podcast or, like, I have some reservations. Like... 100% of women that I've worked with, they always said at some point, I'm not sure if I should. <laughs> and 1000% of men said, of course, I'm going to start a podcast. So there's like also like that gender limitation right away. But um, I, was not, I was not aware of that. But it makes sense because we are women, you know, we are more critical. I see that in public speaking or other areas. So I guess that podcast is also where uh, you struggle more like, how oh, should I do what is not perfect? I don't have the right microphone. I don't have all the content outlines or whatever. So yeah, definitely, I, I can see there's that can be a pattern. So we should have like uh, this male's confidence, you know, to start. Yes. So, but you were saying that there's an extreme. So basically, okay, I just I have this idea. Oh, I should definitely turn it into a podcast. Or there's a strategy. So if you start a podcast, you have to start with mm -hmm. a with a strategy in mind. How is this going to serve? your life your business is just a hobby or is it professional so shall we start a podcast with the end in, in mind or just do it for fun yeah so i love this question because i think there's about seven different ways that you can use a podcast and i'll say if anything else use it as a creative outlet as a passion project because i've heard so many people and actually work with uh people who are hobbyists themselves and they paid me money to produce their podcast, right? So sometimes it's worth it to invest in yourself and say, hey, I am a creative being. Maybe the job that I have does not allow me to be creative. Therefore, I'm going to be my most creative self through these podcasts. And the cool things that I've seen podcasters do with their show and success that they had was like they actually started the show as a passion project. But in the back of their mind, they were like, I really want to connect with people who are in a different industry, who maybe like, I want to work in that industry, or maybe I just don't, I will never work in that industry, but I want to just be surrounded by like-minded people. So that's number two. So can maybe like getting access to an industry that you don't have access to normally. Then it's networking. So let's say you are in a remote part of the world and you want to engage with thought leaders that are all, all over the world. You can't, right? Or deepen those relationships that then could lead into a sales, which is sales into your business. That is another way to use a podcast. Um, you can also use your listeners as kind of warming them up to become lead generation to your business. So telling them about your skill set and what you can offer until the point where they need to buy from you or when you have that product that you've been working on for so long. Let's say you have a book and you're kind of like working on that book, but you want to start getting uh, a little bit of a, a taste of 
okay, what is my audience going to be interested in? Because actually that's the a really cool way to, if you have a program, it doesn't have to be a book, anything you do, you can use a podcast to gauge interest in that topic. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the, uh, I'm just going to wrap it up because otherwise I'll forget. Um, Google. Yeah. Google. <laughs> <laughs> so you can use it as content and marketing, online content and marketing content. So for your website, so your newsletter, uh, your social media, that's normally the most used one. Um, and then obviously uh, the thought leadership, right? You want to be uh, improving your digital footprint as well online and be known by that industry as a thought leader. Mm-hmm. There's the seven the seven ways to yes i think i didn't miss anyone i think sometimes i'm like did i cover all seven i should have like a sticky note in front of me (laughs) (laughs) no 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 i think you covered yeah that's uh, i was um um i'm very curious to 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 understand if for example a politician should have a podcast oh anyone should have a podcast because no i just i of course, I'm a promoter of podcasts, and I I definitely you know defend you know the, its role on marketing yourself and marketing your work and you know as a platform also for networking and so on. And I do have clients who are politicians, and when we think about you know the, their visibility and how they are voicing their value or voicing their ideas, and and sometimes in a in a way that stands out from the crowd. So I suggest to my clients to, hey, why not, you know, you start a podcast. But that is, and this is, uh, well, for now, uh, it was only with Portuguese uh, politicians. And so the, the, the maybe because of their age, because they are more, you know, into baby boomers uh, kind of generation, it's like a podcast? How can I do that? You know, it's like digitally... It's, it's scary and also I don't have time because I have all these commitments and I have, you know, to be in these meetings and all the time and uh, because being a politician is, is tough, <laughs> I can say. Right. Um, and so adding that to have a podcast is a bit scary. But I said, no, yeah, look, but it's, it's kind of easy if you use these platforms and if you, you know, have a plan and you feel thinking in advance and so. And so what what is your opinion on a politician actually use this as a modern way to reach new audiences and to you know spread the words because it's a, it's a very specific question but uh, bear with me <laughs> yeah no 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 I, I love that advice so what you're gonna tell me what you're telling me is that you're gonna clip this answer that I'm gonna give it give you and then you're gonna send it to them <laughs> And next person agree with me. Of course, there's uh, maybe I'm creating a bias, but I strongly advise you to start a podcast just because Anna said, not me. Yes, exactly. Like she said, hello. No, um, I, I, I think you're you're right. Um, a podcast plays a really important role in anyone's online communication. So you have your quote unquote like official communication so stuff that goes on your website and if you're a brand or an entrepreneur this goes the same you don't have to be just a politician so you have your official content there you have your newsletters you have your social media social media can like again specifically for if you're very kind of official trying to be very what is the term it's not even official kind of like quote unquote right like the things that your communication needs to target when you're online, like those sometimes social media can can feel very like strict. And um, I feel like a podcast is where connection happens, right? It it the the podcast will 
fill a gap that is in your communication. Because think about the last time you read a book or you read a blog post and you're like, oh, okay, like I connect to this person. But when you hear their voice, when you hear their emotion, their dedication, talking about specific topics, um, you really connect deeply in ways, especially audio only, because you don't have any, especially if you're doing a video podcast, you can get distracted by the visuals. But if you're doing a voice podcast, just an audio podcast, your ear is the only thing that you have, right? To decipher the communication that's being done. And so that's so much uh, layers in uh, the voice. And this is my area. This is where I, when I, when I teach people and say, hey, look, you know, that your voice conveys at least like eight messages about you uh, and just in a few seconds. And it's so interesting because you can really know the person uh, through the voice, you know, access more to their personality, their emotions, and to connect in a deeper way than a written text can do. That's why, of course, as a vocal coach, I love podcasts <laughs> and also I have this one. But yeah, I mean, I feel more connected when I'm, I love to listen podcasts or audios, because even if it's a video, I just hear sometimes the, the, the sounds because it's what you said, like doing my chores, I'm just washing the dishes or, you know, just hanging the, the clothes or, um, folding. Going for a walk. Yeah. Yeah. Going to the supermarket. Sometimes I'm like in the supermarket and feeling like a lot of things and then I have to stop and just create a mess because I'm taking notes or something. <laughs> it's really fun. But yeah, it's a, it's a really way to connect and it's, it's a beautiful way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that uh, you said it beautifully, like there's layers in how you communicate. And as a politician, especially, this is important because people already have this trust for most politicians. So if you want to stand out, there's no better way to really showcase a very intimate conversation with your listeners, with the people who elect you or to, to change perceptions. Right. Like I feel like for the most part, people have a lot of distrust for uh, politicians. And if you're thinking, I really want to connect with people, honestly, a static social media post is not going to do it. Um, But taking the time, and by the way, like I, in my uh, bachelor's degree, actually, we talked about PR as well. So I kind of, and I worked in the PR industry, uh, well, in a PR company. So I'm kind of like, for those who don't know what PR is, publicly. Public relations, thank you very much. Um, So there's like that official statement that, you know, is kind of like what you're supposed to say and whatnot. But for politicians is anything you say has huge implications, right? You can cause a diplomatic drama for saying some things that you shouldn't. And podcasting is fairly safe. If you're not live streaming, you can edit everything you're saying. You can script what you're saying and, of course, add like a personal touch to it. I will advise people to watch, and, and again, this is like super, super random, but it was the first thing that came to mind when uh, when you asked me about the politician. Um, Macron, the French president, he was interviewed by these YouTubers. It wasn't a podcast, but like by these two YouTubers. And I think that they did a deal or something. Like if their video got like 10 million likes, it was something that like a little bit out of touch for most people. And I'll try to find the link and send it to you, Ines. Um <laughs> But it was such an interesting way to do communication by like the head of state, right? Like it's it was so interesting because the the communications team gave obviously like they had the pre pre approved questions and all of that they could ask. But it was such a fun way to look at someone through the lens of like a content creator who is very 
kind of relaxed and like they were so fun and you could see ways that Macron thinks or like just his personality that does not come across in the best written speech right like it was just very authentic so if you want to connect deeper to your community you have to start a podcast I hope that serves my purpose yes I will send to them uh, yeah, yeah or find a, a YouTuber that's you know at least to start yes to get this a taste of what could be this online uh, authenticity and a space where you can be a little bit more yourself showing more your emotions and but also in a strategic way um i mean yeah <laughs> you can all, always edit after or ask for editing uh so i think let me just circle back on the on the how hard is it is it to 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 create a podcast but there's also the maintenance cost or how much it takes to really keep the podcast up and running <laughs> so yes how much time i know and I can share my experience. So how much time do you think that we have to spend weekly to have a podcast? So how much time on average you see these creators of, you know, outlining uh, the content, uh, recording, editing, if they are doing everything by themselves, how much time it consumes on average? Well, it's it really depends on if you have an audio only or video podcast. So if you do a video podcast, let's say you're doing everything. I'm actually doing. I I launched um, in the at the end of January. I launched my video podcast after working with video and audio podcast. I was like, I'm gonna launch my video one. I it's like pushing myself on like a new comfort level and all of that. And I was not prepared for the amount of time that video editing takes. Um, especially because I'm not like the most skilled. Like I can do the basics, but you have other skills. Yes, exactly, exactly. I'm like on content strategy, but um, I would say if anyone is just like, hey, the basic can take anything from, you know, one hour to eight plus hours depends how much effort you want to put in. So it all stems from like how the more pre-production you do, the more you know about what your purpose is, the more I would say the less time you'll spend in post-production doing everything else. I would say the average is around four hours a week, at least. Um, per episode. Per episode, yes. Four to six hours is the average. So if you're doing an audio podcast, like for instance, if you don't edit a lot, if you already prepare, if you rehearse when you're you know, going for a walk and you're talking by yourself, or if you are in the shower and kind of like going through the, uh, the structure in your mind and you know, and, and this is like, it can be as complicated or as easy as you want. On my podcast, I don't even have like an intro. Like I'm not, it's just a sound effect that transitions into the actual episode. You can, that's the cool thing about podcasts. You can make it as complex or as simple as you want. And it can change. You can start by something super simple. Maybe you don't even have an intro track. Maybe you don't even have like a teaser. You just go straight to the episode um, to something that is highly complex. So you have to select, obviously, like, what is the purpose of this podcast? So you determine what is this podcast doing for me? And it can be, if it's just literally a creative outlet, you can spend as much time as you want. But um, if you're using it professionally, you want to think about, like, titles, writing the uh, show notes for the episode, and then promoting. Because I feel like a lot of people spend so much time editing the podcast, and they don't spend enough time promoting. It's just the one time they post, episode is out, everyone go and listen. And like, well you know, it's not going to do anything for you. So 
It's important. <laughs> Sorry. I still have improvement points. But yes, it's true. And I think on my case, um, I take around four hours per episode. Starting from thinking about my guest list, then sending the invitation. Normally I do an informal invitation and then I send, I prepare an email with, you know, targeted questions and, you know, why you were chosen to be, you know, uh, to be in this podcast and so on. And then I have to analyze the answers that the person gives me through a, a, a form. And then I have to, you know, pick that and really creates the introduction because sometimes the information is not in a way that I can read it or I can. Right. Um, and then I have to schedule exactly, you know, the, 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 the meeting to have a podcast. And even if the, the, it's like half an hour length, I always, you know, spend at least more 30 minutes before and after, or just to, you know, have a conversation. It's not just, okay, let's record. That's it. You know, we had a conversation before. Um, regarding this one and, you know, maybe we'll stay a few minutes after. So I would say in total, and I'm just putting out of the equation, the editing part, which I delegated, uh, maybe two years ago, I started to delegate this part because it was really heavy. One day I spent four hours just on editing. And then I said, oh, I'm done. I'm done. Like I, you know, because it was a guest that really interrupted a lot. And I interview people on my podcast that I think maybe half of them, it's the first time they are in a podcast. So it's kind of, I get really these nervous people uh, sometimes and, or, yeah. And so I think also to put someone on at ease, uh, it's also a time that I invest. So I'll say it's four hours per episode uh, and I have two podcasts in one month. So I say eight hours of work per month, but it wasn't that way you know it's it's being more efficient and i would be even more (laughs) yes and and again like that's something that i work with podcasters is like where are you spending your efforts like editing for sure like it's what i call the low value task like you do not need to be doing that but do you need to be selecting and thinking about the questions yes one thousand percent nobody should be doing that but you um and there's always ways like again setting up automated uh schedulers so that people like when you send an invitation, that email is sent automatically. So there's always ways to reduce the overwhelm. It's like every single episode, think about like, how can I reduce the workload of every single episode? How can I be more efficient? Um, that's something that it's super easy to do, but you have to be like aware, like, okay, like where am I actually spending time and having that awareness, right? Like, you know how much you're spending, but a lot of times will tell me, a lot of podcasters will tell me, I don't even know. I know I just spend too much time and I'm like, and then uploading the the episode for the platform and then promoting, taking the time to promote, to share on social media. So it's kind of, if you add, it, add, add all this up, it's like, okay, like the, the four hours that I would say. But I don't want to disencourage dis- people because uh, I think it's it has a huge return on investment having a podcast. Really, I strongly recommend to, to my clients uh, to have it. And especially because I recommend this after they they do actually they work on their voice so they are kind of more confident to <laughs> also to yeah. also because you you're asking where do you lose time it's sometimes it's i don't like to listen to myself i'm recording or i sound to rehearse uh, or i i think i'm not giving you too much emotion um or enough emotion to, to the to the 
to the episode. And so if you train your voice, <laughs> uh, even for other things, I think it's, it's a good idea to, after that, you know, if you want to start this kind of projects, because you are ready, you have the techniques and you are more comfortable, you know, listening recordings and so on, because we don't like to hear our voice recorded. Uh, yes. Oh my gosh. No. Yeah, we, we absolutely don't. And it's funny. Uh, so every single time I, and I told myself this, uh, my podcast's tagline is an impractical, sorry, what am I saying? A practical, ethical, and imperfect podcast that drives you forward. And so I actually baked in like the word imperfect because it's part of my brand. And it's like how, like, it does not, if a cut, and this is the thing, where are you putting the efforts? Are you thinking about like, I want it to be quote unquote perfect because I want to shape the perception of how people see me, right? Like I have to look professional because you're starting something from scratch as a newbie and it's scary and you're going to, I'm sorry, it's not going to be great. It will take time for you to find your ease as a host. Um, and so if you're focused on creating perfect content, you're like, oh no, I didn't record that well. I need to Re do a, a take three times in order to get it there instead of like hey is the message there is do i sound confident yes okay let's go right and if you put the, the the focus on how am i bringing value to my community how am i sounding inspiring to my community how can i help them get unstuck or solve the problem that i have the solution for it's going to be so much easier and you're not going to get stuck on like the little details yeah. of things that at the like, end of the day, nobody cares. Yeah, some fillers like, okay, you can have a couple of them, you know, like, uh, you know, oh, it's it has to be perfect. And I remember, uh, I, I'm still kind of ashamed. But you just did oh. it. You just said, you just did it. You said, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's natural. I'm comfortable with that because it's it's conversational. Everyone that has a conversation has those kind of um, fillers, and so you know, so it's it's naturally. You don't have to aim to have a perfect speech. Actually, when I recorded my very first podcast, my first season, my first episode, it was a solo episode. And I was like, um, I, I said that, that I'm ashamed, but proud at the same time because it was, it, it was not perfect at all. So I was reading. If you want to go back, you know, go to the first episode. I will. Yeah. It's like, I think maybe 10 minutes or 15 minutes. I was reading. And I was so like, oh my gosh, I'm a executive vocal coach and my voice would be perfect and I can have any mistake. And I was like really careful. And I said it to some, you know, friends and people that I know that will be honest with me. And they said, yeah, Inez, it's kind of perfect, but you sound too professional or you sound like it's not like you. And I had actually this professional voice. And I remember the time where I really liberated myself from that professional voice so they have to do everything perfect. And uh, yes, I, I'm a vocal coach and I like my voice. But uh, I mean, you can have all these layers of how you should sound as a professional, what is credibility for you. And uh, so that's why I feel, you know, if I listen back to it, I will like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I sound too kind of unnatural, but I published anyway. Uh, so I thanked to all my friends and this, yes, I know it's the first one I will improve and so on. And I, hopefully I improved, I don't know, you can tell, uh, you know, my audience, but, uh, yeah, if you be, if you are stuck on perfection, just, you will never do it. And not only podcast, but anything in your life. 
Yeah, and and one first off, like I'm so proud of you for one admitting that publicly. Second, really realizing that it was not a big deal, right? Like it's like people will connect with me, my work will show, and it's not about creating quote unquote the perfect content because also you are light years ahead of your community. So these things that you may notice, they may not even notice just yet. So um, that's super important to talk about, but also. On the back of that, a couple of things that is, if you sound too polished, too perfect, people may not actually connect with you because they're like, you sound very quote unquote official, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like people relate to people and we live in a time where like, I, I worked in a communication where, you know, five years ago, it was very common for people to, you need to sound perfect, you need to sound polished, you need to blah, blah, blah. And today we connect with imperfect communication, authentic human communication and if anyone is looking to sound more human i mean there's no better time to start honing in their communication skills right because it's it's the the expectations are a bit lower today i feel because of the pandemic as well because people are like oh i want to connect to humans here nevertheless you have to um don't mistake uh, this this is a common mistake that's Oh, I will sound authentic, therefore I don't need any training because I will be authentic. But the thing is that's the expectation. But the reality is when you are under pressure, you are not authentic at all. So recording a podcast, a video, doing a public uh, speech, you will not feel at all comfortable, especially if you are not used to it. And so you will not feel authentic. So you have to somehow train to get back into that authenticity. Uh, This is where I help my clients. Or you can fall on the other hand, in the other extreme, which is I'm so comfortable speaking in public or doing audios or videos that you don't even care if you are doing technically the things right. And so no one tells you, but your speech is boring at, you know, (laughs) and and doesn't have a message or is too chaotic and no one tells you. And so don't fall into those those two extremes, I think. Yes, yes, yes. Couldn't agree more. It's like, hey, start, but also notice that you may need some support. You will probably need anyone will need if you're a, if you're someone who does communication for a living, you will need a framework, right? Like that's when you help people figure out like how to do the best of their authentic selves, how to connect with people in a way that feels that they are responding to your communication, right? And and I feel like podcasting can be the place where they play around and then they talk to you because like, Venus, I need some help because I'm not there where I need to be. Yes. And you were, you were talking about frameworks and also strategy and also to, to, to understand more what a podcast strategist uh, does. How do you help your clients with the podcast content strategy? Like you have so it, frameworks, you have. Yeah, so it's it's easy in a way that like normally how I explain it as what are your goals with these podcasts? Let's create content that aligns with those goals because a podcast episode can look and sound so much different if you have different sound, different um, goals with it, right? You can have the same two people and do really, really different episodes because um with podcasts, listeners tend to uh, trust the brands that they're 
hearing about like and that like let's say you as a brand right so seven times more likely a listener is uh going to be to buy products and services advertised on a podcast so there again like you already have the upper hand like think about like when you're listening to radio and when you're listening to radio you really don't have a reason to like you're listening to stuff that isn't targeted to you it's just like everybody right and when you're on a podcast you are there for a reason you are either because you've been recommended the podcast or you follow the person for a while or maybe the guest this is like the smallest percentage but maybe the guest is someone you know when you're listening to the podcast right mm -hmm. uh, but recommendation is like number one and so it's important to know exactly why you're doing this because we talked about like it takes a lot of time yes it yields a lot of results yes however um, what ends up happening is that a podcast is like a marathon is the long-term goal that you have right like it's not like social media you go viral suddenly like oh yeah like I'm, I'm popular like that's not what happens with podcasts and if you don't have a purpose for this show it's so easy to just stop podcasting because you have no idea what you're doing so I help people figure out what are the goals what type of content we need to create and then how does that podcast fit into the online communication of that person so um, normally, most people spend a lot of time editing, but they don't promote enough podcasts. And if you don't promote your podcast, well, it's harder for the listeners. You're going to grow a bit slower because a podcast isn't like, let's say you're doing an audio only. Um, it's harder. You don't go on a podcast app and go, oh, these random podcasts, let me listen to it. Mm -hmm. You don't. But you do. You you are more prone to consume strangers' content on YouTube. And actually, that's one of the things that I tell people if you want to start uh, growing your podcast faster without with minimal work getting your podcast on YouTube even if it's audio form it's going to make a huge difference um, in your organic reach but yeah I think that helping people understand because that's the thing people start podcasts because someone else said hey you should start a podcast and they're like okay they bought the equipment they kind of started sending emails to people they want to have but like what is the purpose of this what are you trying to achieve out of all of these work so that's how I help people is just figuring out how how do you want to use these podcasts and make sure that you see results. That's beautiful. <laughs> it's not only to start, but to start with an intention, with a clear direction, and also how to maintain course, you know, how to stay on track with what were the goals and what is the format and and experiment, but still have a plan. I think that's that's a big key. Yeah. So that's great. And to finish and to start wrapping up, if you have to give like one advice for someone who is thinking about having a podcast, what is the number one advice you would give? Figuring out exactly why you want to do it. Um, because honestly, think about this. When you are watching a TV series and it's all over the place, you cannot commit to listening to or watching something, right? So if there's no consistency, you have no idea why you're watching the show, you're going to stop watching a show. So having a clear idea of what the listener is going to get out of your podcast, having like a mission for your show is going to be huge to help you stay consistent. Um, that's the one thing. And then I'm going to add the second. You didn't ask, but I'm going to add. Okay. And it's focused you on progress. You can't do it. Damn, oh no. Um, okay, just one. <laughs> so focus on progress and not perfection, honestly. Like, just focus on getting content out there. Like, it can be perfected. If you didn't say 
the five things you wanted on a podcast, you can always revisit it down the line and do, hey, two more tips on these episodes that I've done. Um, it doesn't like nothing is uh, permanent. And just because you are looking at something, it does not mean that it cannot be perfected. Because like you were talking about, like you just launched the first episode, you didn't focus on like re-recording the episode five times until it was quote unquote right. Right. You were like, OK, I need to move forward. So this episode needs to go live. I think that's super powerful. And so I strongly advise, you know, just to give the first step, just to to try this out and to experiment. And I hope you fall in love with the podcast and audio format. And also, of course, adding the video if you want. But start small and just keep going and find help if you need, of course. So, Anna, where can people find you? Uh, where are you on the web space? Yes, so it's very simple thepodcastspace.com so t-h-e podcast single space.com um, we have free resources at thepodcastspace.com slash resources my own podcast is slash podcast and on social media anywhere at thepodcastspace um, and I normally hang out on Instagram because I'm a super creative person so I'm like I want to have fun and be creative and that's where normally I am um, engaging in creating community Great. And also, I will put all the links that uh, connect you to the social media platforms so people can easily find you. And uh, it was such a pleasure. I have a blast, you know, speaking with you. So thank you so much for your presence. And I hope this inspires more podcasts all over the world. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I had a lot of fun and you're a wonderful host. So thanks for, for having me. Thank you for listening. Now, I challenge you to implement right away one tip or strategy coming from this episode. If you want to know more about how to voice your value and prepare to challenges ahead, feel free to reach out and book a 30 minutes free call to discuss your goals with me. I would love to hear from you. And finally, always remember, your voice matters. Make sure you keep talking.